following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm even in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and I really hate anything meta so I'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that Ron Artessa's new name <laughs> well add world of peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and Halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put mm. Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Is I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. Come on, Liz. Pick out your cereal and let's get going. Coming. Oh no! That kid took the last box of Kellogg's corn pops. Stay calm. Uh, sir, you're out of corn pops. Liz, just pick something. Pick something? I want my corn pops. Oh, I could be at home eating all the pops I want, but I'm stuck in the woods on some stupid family vacation, and that little weasel took the last box. Ah! Nice day. Yes. I love the woods. Kellogg's Corn Pops is part of this complete breakfast. I gotta have my pops. It's that time again. It's the nostalgia fun house. And what an episode we have for you today. I am Johnny Townsend. I'm joined by my brother from another mother, as they like to say, Andrew Lenz. Andrew, yes, are you as excited as I am for our topic today? I am, because you came up with this another wonderful uh, kind of monthly, bi-monthly idea for a topic, and I absolutely love it, and it was just probably some of the most fun kind of research i've done in a while yes i i agree with the research being really fun but you came up with a great name for it which is saturday morning rewind this is where we need like a little thing playing right here (laughs) it's a saturday morning rewind yeah very exciting so what we're going to do is every once in a while we're going to do one of these and that is from the year what years did we decide from 1971 until 1999. So even yeah. for our time, yeah, we're going all the way. So that's and a network, uh, CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox. Those are your main ones. The ones that had your Saturday morning cartoons. And we're going to put them in a randomizer and whatever comes up. That lineup we're going to look into. And we're going to talk about and even give grades for. Yes. And then we will grade the lineup. And I, you know what? I think I'm going to keep a record of this. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Let's spreadsheet this room. son of a gun. I'm going to keep a Well, I got a spreadsheet just in case we duplicate. So, Which is smart. Uh, I'm so glad you do that. So I am going to. Well, it, it helps me if I ever get another real job again. Got to <laughs> stay up on those uh, Excel skills. 
this is a real job, Andrew. Us doing this is for the people. It is. I do. My wife doesn't think so. But so, your wife likes me. Yeah, because you record. <laughs> yeah, because I know when to be available. <laughs> your availability. Yeah. That's the best ability, man. You've heard I, that. I am not going to record it per show, but just based up on lineup. Yeah. All right. So the lineup that won the first round for our first episode of this is the CBS Saturday morning lineup of the year of our Lord, 1988. Yes. It is wonderful. I would have been five years old. And I was, this was a great walk down uh, nostalgia lane for me. Cause I remember a number of these shows, not all of them. But a number of these I definitely remember. I do because I was. Were you first of all? Were you a channel flipper or did you? I was a channel flipper. Okay. Uh, we had. I think I talked about this before. Mom would get TV Guide every week. Oh yeah, you're lucky. Why yeah, and as soon as I as soon as I could read, I was like, yeah, I'm going to pick out the cartoons I want to watch, and I would kind of shape my own Saturday morning lineup in a way. Yeah, uh, you're so lucky. Why did you rub that in the TV Guide? So let's go. We are going from eight o'clock to noon. Uh, so let's start off with our CBS morning, Saturday morning lineup with the adventures of Raggedy Ann and Andy. Yes. Uh, the very famous toy. Get uh, uh, This has never been done before, Andrew. A toy gets a cartoon. Uh, no, never really? Done. Yeah, never done. A, never done. That's crazy. Before or since, this has never happened. So Raggedy Ann and Andy, very, very popular. I remember them being in the eighties for sure. I had, I had a Raggedy, I had a Raggedy Andy, obviously. And we all. I had the. I want to say the dog. Did I have the dog? What's? It? Oh yeah, there I was. Don't. I never had that. I don't know. I never had either. I never had Andy or Ann, but I had a lot of friends who did, who had them for sure. I was never into them very much, though. They just didn't appeal to me. I, I got them just because I believe the name. Yeah, that's a great name. Yeah, what a great name. And I will say this opening for this cartoon. I'd never seen this cartoon before, or if I did, I didn't remember it. And a little. Uh, Personal side note, if I let you call me Andy and I don't shoot you a look when you call me Andy, you are in the circle. Johnny, you can call me Andy. Okay. You, I never do, I, though. I never no, have. Never I never even thought about it. <laughs> I, no, because I don't know why, and I think it's because of this. I hate being called Andy. Yeah, see, I I get that. I don't hate being called John, but my real name is Johnny. That's on my birth certificate. So, oh, so And that was named after my grandpa, who uh, I, you know, I still hold in high regard to this day. So uh it's so i get it i get the whole thing there i mean it's just we just uh, it's just kind of human nature to want to shorten words <laughs> that you say a lot so i just was like if somebody calls me john i'm like all right whatever it's usually people older than me though uh but yeah uh so the adventures of raggedy Ann and andy what did you think of this opening andrew i i'm sorry andy i really <laughs> i first of all the opening wasn't bad and then i did not did you watch this at all as a kid I don't think so. I remember it, but I did not watch it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was your typical uh, little boy, I was five-year-old boy. This was not be something that I would 
uh, like if we said, hey, do you want to watch the cartoon or Raggedy Ann and Andy? I don't think I would be like, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, just wasn't something I was a, uh, I was into. But this opening, honestly, it's not too bad. It looks pretty fun. They showed a lot of really fun scenes here. Uh, but this was also another, this is a thing that was really prevalent in cartoons back in the heyday. Uh, I noticed this right away. The quote unquote real people in this show, you never yeah. see their face. Yeah, I noticed that. What is her name? Marcel? Yeah, the kid, the main kid. Yeah. Yeah, that was horrible because we actually found this whole lineup, including a couple of shows. So I watched probably about two episodes of this. And the first one, I remember Andy being mad because he got bathed in her girl shampoo, as he put it, or girl yeah. girl soap. But So, the- yeah, let's, let's say the gist of this show is basically it's just like, Toy Story. Toy Story. Uh, or there's been a lot of things that have done this where your toys come alive when you're not in a room. Yeah. And that's the gist of this as well. And they go on a wacky adventure. There's a grouchy person named Grouchy Bear. Go figure. And then they <laughs> got your scaredy cat. And Aunt Raggedy Ann is your level-headed, logical character, I would have to say. Yeah, she's the smart one for sure. And yeah. Raggedy Andy is that kind of wanting to be, I guess macho but not really still kind of scared of things yeah he means well though i yeah. think he seems to mean well and then there's a dog yes a character and a camel character who's my favorite if i have to pick one he's the mvp for me is this camel that's the, the one. yeah uh how is i mean I'm, I'm a luigi guy man so what can i say i get it i like the ones who are are obviously have a fear, but they try to overcome it despite the fact they're really scared. I mean, that's Luigi. I mean, he goes into those haunted mansions anyway, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, the, there are YouTube channels that will play, and this is what we watched for this. That will actually take, uh, this and even have the commercials and stuff. So when we talk about the commercials, it's because they were included here. But this particular episode of Raggedy, the adventures of Raggedy Ann and Andy, uh, was for 8 a.m. The first this is the first show of the morning for kids for children. 8 a.m. I would dare say is incredibly creepy. A lot of creepy stuff happens. It's a ghost tale. She's telling the the girls telling the the her dolls and toys a, a ghost story. And the go this could have been in the real Ghostbusters. Honestly, a, a ghost comes out of the book when she's gone and tries to get this whistle because it's the one thing that he needs to be free uh, and become in the real world. And there's everything from him, and he's really creepy, to uh, the Headless Horseman's here, who's yeah. really creepy. It's just, man, it's just, a, honestly, they have to very... Jump, they have to jump into the book yeah, to leave the whistle so the girl in the book can find the whistle. Yeah. And there is also a reference to the Ghostbusters, there it, is, yes. It, they actually the, say the word Ghostbuster, I think, yes. don't they? Yep. Yeah. And so that should, that should have been like a Pee Wee moment. You know, like they say Ghostbuster. Ah, is that it? <laughs> I kind of was like that. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, oh, they're gonna say it. They're gonna say something about Ghostbusters. Uh but yeah, that's pretty much the gist of this episode. Is it's just creepy, it's a ghost one. Yeah. Uh the thing that got me on this is that right, I understand they're supposed to be dolls. But if you look at Raggedy Ann and Andy, their arms are super long and they're, yeah. they're really small. And they don't have any fingers, which I know is because it's how the dolls were, but yeah. still. 
Uh, they don't have any fingers. They just have like a almost look like glove hands. I guess would be the way to put it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to. I gave a I I took like little notes, like little phrases. They're kind of like yeah. So when it comes to this, like I won't give my grade out, but all I put is says what it is. That's that's all I could think about. Yes, I also put on mine that I think that this episode, per my taste, would be the best the show could ever be. Yeah, I watched one with pirates. Yeah, see, I I only watched this one. It's the only one I watched. Uh, I would think because I, spoiler alert. Overall, I thought this was okay. I enjoyed it, but I think it's way more because I'm into like goofy, creepy stuff when it's goofy and yeah. creepy, and it's kind of fits that a little bit. But nothing else about this would be like, hey, I need to make sure I find this show on DVD or anything like that. I never, I never got that feeling. I, my feeling is this: this is by far the best this show gets for me. Probably, that's why I put it, it says what it is. It's Raggedy and yeah. Andy. They go on an adventure. It's they solve the problem, obviously. And at this point, I noticed, and I didn't notice it until I started looking at other lineups. A lot of adventures, like. Yes, lady the word adventure. Were, the word adventure is in a lot of shows during this time. Talking about super team getting thrown around, uh, adventure, adventure is, is tossed around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes, uh, I agree. So, what so you, let's let's grade this. What do you give this show? Right, the adventures of Raggedy Ann and Andy. It's a D. It's a, it, it's a D because, like you said, it's probably not going to get any better than what it is. I don't think it will. Yeah. It's not the greatest captivating. Like if I put like we're gonna talk about one that I gave a very high score to, and that's kind yes. of that's kind of like uh, the standard bearer of right. what I consider a great Saturday morning cartoon. There's a couple out there, and like we're gonna talk about one. So I got to look at that one compared to this one, and I like to do a little bit of childhood and adult. And I didn't watch it as a kid. I didn't care for it as a kid, and frankly, as an adult, I think. Even if I was like, hey, kids, watch this cartoon from my childhood, I think there's way better other cartoons. That's why I gave it a D. Yeah, I can't argue any of that against any of that. The only thing, the only reason I was torn on grading this one is because of the particular episode that I was given, I was like, I kind of like this. But I also know deep down that I have no feeling of needing to watch any more of the show at all whatsoever. Because again, like you said, what is in the title is this. So I think. If I was just grading this episode, it would be much higher than any other grades I would give to this show. And I would give this episode like a C plus, B minus ish around in there. But the whole show as a whole, uh, I'm with you. D plus, and that's me being generous, I think. And that's purely because this episode was was okay entertaining. And I think the plus two what got me is that they probably were the word. A lot of this stuff was before Toy Story, but Toy yes, Story yeah. took the whole boys coming alive to a whole nother- it did it better yeah did it much better there's a lot of different things that have taken this there's a i'm going to I'll blank on the name of it. there's a really good comic series that did this too this aspect uh but uh yeah let's talk about some of the commercials during this too uh i want to bring up the fact that during this time well first of all obviously mcdonald's commercials are so much better back then than they are now so much but better. the greatest thing here though is that the toy during this time What's a lunchbox or a bag with stickers? <laughs> yes, I saw that and it was on multiple times. And I'm like, who wants this? This is going to be the lamest, one of the lamest Happy Meal toys. Now, 
everybody was excited about the pumpkins and the witches and stuff. Yeah. Like those coming back. But that was a trick or treat thing. Yes. You yes. Could, you could use this. This was like a lunchbox. And you're like, and for some reason, I remember those glowing. Did they glow in the dark? I don't know why I thought they did. What? The the pale, the, the Halloween ones. I think the ghost did. I, I feel like they did too. I don't know. But anyway, I just was looking at this and like, man, this is definitely one of the, and I'm a guy who we have to do an episode of McDonald's toys at some point. Yes. Cause that's one of my favorite things, but this is not it. Um, not it, Ronald. This is not it, buddy. <laughs> Quit clowning around and give us some good toys for crying out loud. Okay. But the commercials before they showed you what the quote unquote, cause I wouldn't even consider these toys. Uh, these are containment, uh, containment items. <laughs> To put your toys in is all these are. So, I think the ghost actually did glow in the dark at one point. I feel like it had to have, right? Yeah, the older. But one. yeah, so uh, yeah, so that was really fun. And the other thing that I had written down here for the commercials is, uh, and this is a recurring theme of not just McDonald's talking about the extra thing you could get if you got their food, but that was a recurring thing with a lot of things. We'll talk about cereal later on. Yeah, uh, but. Even Pop-Tarts, the good old Pop-Tarts, which I have them good on 30, are everything. Uh, Pop-Tarts have, I want a pair of these, binoculars. I think that was just such a great way for you to get your parents to buy you it. Or you wanted it because of of that. And, I mean, we did talk about this briefly. I'm not going to get into what I said. But commercials back then, it seemed more entertaining and fun than what it is today. Yeah. It seemed more enjoyable than you didn't have to explain. I feel like some of these commercials, like they go over my kid's head because of the, the manner that they're in. But yeah, this one, those ones were like straight to the point. Here's my product. It's super cool. Buy it. Yeah. And that's what we kind of wanted. And it's still 1988. Yes. Yes. All right. So the next oh. show would be Superman. 830. Um, 830. We're at Superman. This is a, and I'm a, comic book nerd andrew i either I, completely forgot about this show or didn't know it existed until now i thought it was like the 19 like 50s superman cartoon yeah but That's no this awesome. is one from 1988 it actually debuted this year of that year i how, do you know how long it lasted i have no one idea season this is what i was thinking had to be right very, very hard to find to watch so if you yes it's not on youtube uh the only reason we knew that it was there well, I mean, we have the lineups, but yeah. even on the thing we were watching, it actually has the intro and outro for it, which are fantastically 80s action stuff. Uh, uh, dude, my favorite part is Superman making sure that we all know that he's doing things for the American Thank way <laughs> and the American way. Uh, so good. So fun. That, and that's what they uh, I watched a guy before I even watched the show because I wanted to know about it. Uh, I watched a video on YouTube. Guy was talking about it saying that it was underrated series because i saw a lot of people say that it wasn't very well received and then he started talking about it and i think the best way to put this is that it is the perfect mix of say the 1950s superman tv show with the late 70s early 80s uh christopher reeves christopher reeves and george reeves you know those tv show movie combined which it is, and I thought it was rather good. The only thing I did not like is the voice of Lex Luthor because that was also the voice of Duke from yeah. 
G.I. Joe, and he also did See, that. Didn't bother me, but uh, I get it. I, 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 I liked I, this. <laughs> yes, I've I liked it a lot. Like, I wanted, I would watch more of this. Yeah, uh, the episode we saw was uh, a Lex uh, Luther episode. I keep wanting to say Lex Luger. I do it all. I get this too confused. Or That's an, he put, yeah, he's, he's super super right into a rack. <laughs> The torture rack of kryptonite, and yeah, but yeah, this is a Lex Luthor story. Uh, he, uh, it's actually really, I mean, this is 1988. This is the animation's fairly good, uh, the storytelling's fairly good because uh, Lex Luthor sets up a whole thing where he saves everybody with these robots and trying to make Superman look like the bad guy. I mean, that's a fun story, so uh, I, I have no complaints about, about this show except for I wish I'd known about it sooner. And I would love to see more of it. I'm trying to figure out what I was watching at this point, but I'm not quite sure. But I would have, I would have watched the crap out of this. This I would have too. Yeah, this is right down. uh, I mean, heck, it's down my wheelhouse now. But you know, especially five year old Johnny would have ate this up. Yeah, I, uh, oh, I didn't even put anything. But I think I, what I mean by it, or what that guy said is exactly true, and I stand by that too. That it's a great mix of that older TV show and the Superman movies. Yeah, I grading it i gave it an a i i was in the b plus to a area myself i gave it a b plus but with a little asterisk of i want to see more of this for sure yeah and uh at first i'm not gonna lie before i even watched it i think i just put it at a, as like a c because i figured it was just gonna be because once again i read the wrong things and stuff like yeah. that even as i'm looking at this lineup right now it says all new but not very good, which I thought it was. And I think the best part about it, which got me is I liked the Kent family album that they do at the end of the, sh- at the end of the yeah, show, yes. shows the childhood of Superman. So it was kind of cool. And this was a debut. And also this was the debut of the adventures of Raggedy Ann and Andy. So if it's, Oh, well, we got a lot of debuts. I think uh, the earnest one too, which we'll get to later. This is also the first year for it. Uh, yeah. So let's get to the next show. Which, uh, this may take a bulk of our time. <laughs> so, from nine, for one hour, you get Muppet Babies. Jim Henson's Muppet Babies. What I know you watched it. I watched Oh, yeah. Uh, this is what I mean by a standard bearer of Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. This is... Now, Andrew, did you know that the Muppet Babies, they make your dreams come true? Oh, yeah. They they did because they did the wonderful fantastic Star Wars episode, and you got to think at that point Star Wars is kind of dying in a way. Oh yeah, because this is late eighties and this, yeah, this is mid to late eighties, and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna do this," and they did Star Wars, and I think they did Wizard of Oz. They did a lot of stuff. The one thing I really love about Muppet Babies in this episode that uh, that we watched for this one really showcased that very well was that they would do, it had a very fun animation style of it had the cartoon, but it would mix it in with like real, the references would be snippets from real movies or real things happening. Like they would throw that in all the time. Even sometimes like there's one of the episodes they're putting together a newspaper and the quote unquote newsroom was seemed like a real place, but the Muppet babies were drawn animated into it. It was just so great. I really freaking loved this. I, all of it, like even uh, the second episode where they're all going, Hey, we're going to make music. And yeah, you, 
Gonzo does, you know, he brings out the rocks and then all of a sudden he goes, wait a minute, I can't do anything. I don't have, I don't have any roles. And then the roles come out and they make a song and Skeeter makes, you know, a song on his computer, but they have to go inside of the computer. And this is ladies. Once again, who, who knows what's inside of a computer at that point? They could have put anything. In I it. mean, what fun is this? Right. I mean, this is just so, this is just the, event- I mean, I already, I already like the Muppets to start with. Like I'm a huge Muppets nerd. But this is just even more. I was watching this. Just this just brought back so many memories from the theme song on to yeah. when I first heard the voices and the way they sounded. It was, it was all flooding back to me. Uh, I was a big Gonzo kid when I uh, at this time. He was my favorite. But now Fozzie's my favorite as an adult. But uh, Gonzo was also, and he's probably my second. No, I mean, it's, I love the Holy Trinity there. It's uh, Piggy had some really great moments in here too. Like her movie review was really funny. Yeah. Where she was reviewing the, um, what was it? That very famous uh, play, the, oh crap. Oh God. Uh, the He's in the mask. He plays that organ. What is he? Oh, Phantom of the Opera. Opera. Yeah. She reviews that, but she like mixes in a lot of other different stuff with it. There's a lot of really good humor here. That I think this is a this is one of those shows that I would say that is made for obviously made for kids, but adults can watch it and get stuff I, out of it. I think it 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 stands the test of time. When it agreed, comes, when it comes that, to anything, and Johnny, I don't mean to toot my own horn or to brag, but you're looking at a guy that went to go see Muppet Babies live as a kid. I didn't even know about this thing. What is what was it? I tell me, please. What is Muppet Babies like? It's like a stage performance, and they're all dressed up. People are dressed up as the Muppet Babies, and they do a whole like. Did you know that there was a a a? a, Did you know there's a live show of Doug? I'll tell you about that. It's I saw that. That's a few. It's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) But this I would want to see for sure. This Muppet Babies thing, Uh, and it's it's also a show that famously is having a hard time getting re-released again because of all the copyright stuff yeah i think it might be a little easier now since disney pretty much owns all of it (laughs) but uh i know it's just really difficult for them to get a release on uh, well definitely anything physical i know that disney plus kind of relaunched it did a reboot of it i haven't watched any of that so i don't know if it's any good or not uh i watched it they it, Does it have any of the same I, feels of this? Not really. It seems more like an early childhood education show than safe. Oh, man. Like, it's safe for like what we're talking about, all ages, like the other one. Like, yeah, we you can get a reference no matter how old you are. Yeah, and I don't and I don't get that feel because they play it like during like wow, what is it called? I knew it as Playhouse Disney. I think it's Disney Junior now or something. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, uh, kind of meant for toddlers and such. Yeah, it, it it's computer or yeah, computer generated animation. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. you, you're actually you're an actual like artist and I'm just an animation lover. And like you said, it I think it takes away when you do that from what they did, like what you said with like the newsroom or them going into. It makes it stand out way more. Movies or scenes or anything nature. And then the way that they come out of that scene and then all of a sudden they're back in the nursery. Yeah. Yeah. And this, and this show is not doing anything new when it comes to um, like going in, like they're, these characters, imaginations being a big part of the show. Uh, You know, a lot of shows did that, but this one kind of did it differently. I think the other ones did for sure. This will be the, uh, I absolutely adore this show. I am so sad 
that I could never find this on physical release because I would have bought this hands down. This is one of my favorites as a kid for sure. And now I this just this show is the this is one of the shows when I was thinking about when I came up with this idea. This is definitely one of the linchpins of it. Of uh, I can't wait to see this. Yeah, it, it's just such a if you had an imagination as a kid and a wild imagination, this show was perfect. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Because the imaginations of each one of them, uh, what it, it's Skeeter going to the baseball game to do the reporting and you know they're in Yeah. I mean Gonzo is going to Mars, you know, looking yeah, for aliens. Look, it's just it and it fits each one of their personalities. And like you said, you can't really pick your favorite, but you can pick one that's closely to your personality and what yeah, yeah. That's and it's just fun, thing. especially if you love Muppets, it's just fun seeing them like this. You know, uh, you know, because even get uh, some any uh, pretty much any of your favorite Muppet shows up here in this form. Most of them anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, what grade do you, I already I'm, I have a guess what grade you give this, Andrew, but what grade do you give? I the said Muppet babies. I said still great. A plus. Yeah. A plus here, too, as well. A, a plus. plus as well. Yeah. Uh, this it doesn't get much better than Muppet babies when it comes to Saturday morning cartoons. No. Uh, Ten o'clock. We have... well, wait, wait, before we get there. Oh, you got commercial? No, nope. I got some commercials I want to talk about. Okay. The first one to bring up is the Centurions. Did you remember them at all? They were oh, action yeah, figure. I, do. I don't remember. I them. had an Ace McCloud. You did. I <laughs> love the Centurions. Did. That's like one of my favorite cartoons of all time, man. Power- I love this stuff, though. This is so great. They look kind of like, you know, when you go to. Like the, the the one of those dollar stores, and they have their own versions of action figures. Yeah. I'm sure these were better than that, but awesome. that's kind of what they really reminded me of. They were. Have you seen the cartoon? No, I didn't even know okay. it was a cartoon so, until this. Oh yeah, it's a it's a great. I don't think it's in a Saturday morning lineup, but it was a great cartoon. So it's three guys, obviously air, air, water, you know, land, and they're like supposed to be the most elite in their things, and they get the. Yeah. Uh, not so much like exosuit. I forget what they're called. Not like exosuits, but like certain weapons, and they beam them down yeah. from space, and that's why they say power extreme, and they have to fight against Doc Hacker from taking over the world from like robots. This is like great, yeah. But they get certain ones, so they'll be like, "Hey, send me down this one," and then they'll send it down, and it'll say power extreme, and it's a girl up in a in like a watchtower, like a. Justice League Watchtower is the best way to describe it in space. And then she has this primate with her as well as like her sidekick that like helps her out. So they go and they do this and they get each get like a special, they have special suits and then Doc Hacker. It's amazing. Sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, But it looked a lot of fun. I just didn't remember it, remember it at all. It was expensive because you had to buy different, like, because they were sold separately. Yeah. I don't think they were like 12, but they were probably about eight, eight inches. And oh, bigger than, yeah. Kind of like the Barbie selling concept or the older GI Joe will sell you the figure. We'll give you like an accessory with it, but say you want this cooler accessory. That's more complex. Yeah. You can't mix and match from other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I got you. I got you. All right. So what's the next show on this, on this docket here at 10 o'clock is Pee Wee's Playhouse. I got to yes. admit I'm going to tell you this right now. I did not watch this. You know why? Because Pee Wee's Playhouse is absolutely amazing. And I've watched every single episode when it was on Netflix. And this is the first time I'd seen it in a while. Obviously, I'd seen it before, but 
It's been a while since I've seen it. And this, I would say that this CBS lineup as a whole was very creative with some of the shows because my favorite scene of this PB's this, this episode, it's oddly enough. It was also about making a newspaper. <laughs> it really was like, he's making a, a Pee Wee's playoffs newspaper pretty much. Isn't it funny that that was like a thing back then? Like you could get together yeah. with somebody and be like, let's make a newspaper. And now it's more or less, let's write a blog or do a website. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do something of that nature. Or or a podcast. Or a podcast. Yeah. yeah. So that's what the gist of this one is. Uh, Pee Wee and his friends are making a, a newspaper. Uh, I'd forgotten how long that intro song is. Uh, it, it feels like it takes forever, but it's also classic. But it, it's a, it's a build up from like that nice. Yes. Yeah. To like, don't, 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 don't. Yeah. I love don't, the, the, the first part opening. It's like in claymation type thing. That's really freaking cool. But that's what I like about this show is it's like a bunch of different styles kind of put together here. It's live action. Cause Pee Wee's a live action character. You know, obviously, uh, I mean, I think everybody knows him from his movies. Yes. And it gets this show, and it's certainly a kid's show, but there's a lot of um, puppets here. There is, uh, my favorite scene in this episode is uh, he actually goes into the refrigerator I love to the get for the food section, and that's all, like, that's all claymation type thing, and that's just really awesome. I love that. They always play, like, a random cartoon, uh, an old, old cartoon they would I play. Hope. Hey, who played the cartoon, though? You're missing out on that. You're missing out on characters. Who the played king, it? The king of cartoons. Who was it? I'm blanking on the name here. <laughs> I don't know. No, because uh, Lawrence Fishburne was Cowboy Curtis. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, who yeah. You, that's probably who you're thinking of. But the king of cartoons would come in. they play the song. It'd be the king of cartoons. And it'd be kind of like a problem at that point. It'd be like, well, will we do this. Watch a cartoon. And then they play the old. Oh, that is, yep, that's what they did here. Yeah, I remember that part. That's why I didn't. I probably should have watched it, but I didn't because I know the premise. And then you have the secret word of the day, which was always awesome with Conky. I always wanted a Conky yeah. boy. Yeah. And it, I always he, remember the, um, I'm blanking on his name, but he was also in this episode, of course. But the the guy who was just his head in a box. Uh, Giambi. Yes, yes, yeah. I remember him. Like a high, like a honey. Yes, yeah, yes. I used to love that. And the uh, one of the characters that shows up on this one is the the lady, the most beautiful woman in the world, basically. I'm blanking on her name, but she was in this, too. Miss, uh, Miss Yvonne. Jeez. Yes. I'm a I'm a I'm a peewee, Mark. But the but the gist of this of this episode was they're making a newspaper. Randy, of course, oh. throws, a, throws a wrench in everything. And when Pee-wee's asleep, he kind of changes some stuff in a newspaper. And put some bold face lies there, and when everybody gets newspaper the next day, they're all mad. Randy's always doing that. Yeah, I can't. Randy, Randy. Yeah. I remember the one time he was bullying Terry the pterodactyl. Yeah. So this this had a lot of neat stuff. I I'm I know you love it. I also like it, but I think you love it more than I do. I love Pee Wee. I just love everything about this. Like I said, my kids. I think I have to be in the right mood for it. Does that make sense? I think so. I don't think Pee Wee's for everything. I think he can be. I think he's a. He wears on the senses. Yes. Uh, and I'm saying this as a guy who knows that m- I myself can be considered this, but I think it can be a bit much. 
But again, I recognize that I myself can also be a bit it, much. It so gets, it gets a little it gets a little out of hand at times. It's all uh, going at a hundred miles per hour the whole time. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's that's this. Uh, anything else you want to say before we grade it? Uh, no, it's just, I think when it comes down to it, you know what you're going to get every episode. And if you like yeah. that type of stuff, then it's amazing. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'll just, mine's easy enough. It's still great. I don't think it's Muppet Baby status, but I gave it an A because I love it. Yeah, it's not it's not Muppet Babies. And there's another show coming up that I'll probably compare to this that I'm going to give a higher grade to. But that's just a personal thing. Uh, I I will give this. I think this is a very solid B for me. I still like it, but I feel like I have to be in the mood for it. I yeah. See, that's where we where we differ. So we're not different too much. I'm not. I don't well, hate it. <laughs> I I just I don't know. I just I just love it. It's. It's probably like when you say Saturday mornings and talking about oh, yeah. that we do now, this and Muppet Babies just stand out to me. Yeah. And another note I had here uh, was, and they put this commercial a lot, uh, Corn Pops is an underrated cereal, Andrew. I don't know if you ever had it as a kid. I had it. I did. I did like Corn Pops as a kid. I haven't had it in a long time. I hadn't even thought about Corn Pops in forever, but they, uh, they played some Corn Pop commercials out the wazoo this morning. I don't think they use the same uh, the same bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, like foil weird bag. I don't yes, think I remember. Yeah, it's like a silverish gray bag. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just classic plastic now. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to warn was, you. Just want to warn you before I get a message. <laughs> they didn't have the bag. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I just remember thinking, man, they, they had a lot of fun commercials for stuff that, you know, like for bubble gum, those bubble gum commercials. There was cereal commercials, which we still get today, but they're not near as fun. I don't I know think. you're not supposed to market towards kids, but I think I've mentioned this before. YouTubers market towards kids all the time. So why can't we just do it now? Yeah, they're going to. And I'm not saying you should unless you're going to control YouTube the same way that you control. Yeah. So what we're saying is, if you're a kid listening to this podcast, uh, please stay to the end because we're going to talk about our merch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we both like that show. You love it. I would say I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's next? 1030 is Garfield and Friends. All right. Uh, I'm a Garfield mark, Andrew. I love Garfield. This is a debut. Oh wow! Is, is this when it first started? That's what it's that's what it's coming out as. You know what's weird too? If you'd asked me when I thought because this was a staple for me, this show I watched this show all the time. If you asked me when the show came out, I would have said like early nineties. If I was just guessing, I didn't realize it was already all the way back in eighty eight. Yeah, no, this is its debut season. I didn't think. I thought maybe it started eighty, maybe eighty six. Wow! See, I'm a big Garfield nerd, so uh, this show's right up my alley here. I love Garfield. It ran for a while too. Oh yeah, for a long time until ninety four. That's that's a wow. The cartoon that's longer than yeah, that's longer than I would have said. Especially yeah. back then, cartoons didn't have that long of a run. I think a lot of these are like one season and done. Yeah, most of them for sure. Uh, I love Garfield. Uh, nothing's different here. But I remember as a kid, I would get mad when like I'd get Garfield, and then the next thing I knew, we we're going to that farm, you know, with the oh, with yeah. all of the barnyard animals and stuff. But they've grown on me since then. But when I was a kid, I was all about Garfield. I I think that was a give or take thing. Yeah. Anything on anything else than what it was. 
uh, when it came to the barnyard. You you came for Garfield, and it does, you know, as a kid, you don't realize it. It's like Garfield and friends, and you're like, yeah, hey, why am I doing this? But then all of a sudden, you look, and you're like, well, now it says, uh, it does say friends. So yeah, got to deal with the barn as an adult. But the the barn was very, it was very indifferent. Yes, yes. I, I mean, we all we all showed up for Garfield. For yes. sure. Like the friends should have been the opening act, but they're for some reason came on afterwards. <laughs> yeah, like the one that I watched, it like flip flopped. It went Garfield, then the friends, then the Garfield. That, I remember that's how it usually went though. Was Garfield was, was like, first and the friends, then Garfield. Yeah, and I was like, ah, oh, I don't wanna But you, you didn't have any background on yeah. the, I, I know they probably I think Jim Davis did do a comic strip like that, but Yeah, but they they were obviously in the Jim Davis style. They all looked Style-wise, they could have been in a Garfield comic strip or in his cartoon, but because uh, he has a very distinct style in how he draws characters. Mm-hmm. But that's what drew me to the to Garfield in the first place. I mean, this was probably my first favorite comic when I was a kid. Was this? I would look into Garfield, and he was the first ones I would buy the books of. I remember when Scholastic Book Fair would come around to my school. Uh, they would always have those um, oh, long rectangular. Or- yes, yeah, they'd always have his Garfields, and I would. Always begged my parents to let me buy one, and I always would get like one of those. So uh, I hold Garfield in high regard, I, and I like the show quite a bit. I do too. Um, it's to me though, giving it a grade, I just gave it a B. I don't think it's. I don't think it's up there with Muppet Baby. It's a good. It's a good. It's not oh, Muppet Baby's level. No, it's. Good. I. I don't think it's even. I don't think it definitely not Pee-wee in my book, but I don't think it's I man, that's tough for me. I, I if you do, because I understand Pee-wee's not for everybody. <laughs> I mean, I like Pee-wee, I do, but I if I had to grade him against Garfield, Garfield's gonna win for me personally, just as characters. Yeah. But uh this show I it has a lot of nostalgia for me, but I can't give it above a B plus. So I'm gonna give this a B plus. And it's purely before for Garfield and the nostalgia here. Yeah, I get, like I said, that's pretty much where I'm at, too. There were some good points in the episode, but then a lot of it was like, okay, they do life lessons. Like the one that I watched, John kept on getting scammed and Garfield had to save the day and yeah, other stuff. But let's get, it's 11 o'clock on yeah. Saturday morning, and here's another debut in 1988. It's, hey, Vern, it's Ernest. Uh, as you, as you probably know, if you have listened to my shows, I am a giant Jim Barney nerd. I love Jim Barney. Ernest can do no wrong. And I remember learning about this show when I was a kid and being ecstatic that I get even more Ernest P. Worrell. So I love this show. This is also bringing back a lot of nostalgia for me. This is my Pee Wee's Playhouse. Okay. If it makes any sense, this is my version of that. I mean, I already liked the character to start with. I love the character. I don't know why I say like it's a it's a beyond. I love Jim Barney and Ernest is such a major part of my childhood growing up. And this show is just pure. It all fits Ernest. It's uh in the this particular episode, he's trying to earn enough money to to buy a dog Rover. He really wants Rover. This is before Rimshot. I'm assuming. Uh, so he really wants Rover. But he's going to earn a hundred bucks to be able to afford Rover. So he opens up his own pet daycare in Vern's house. So there's a lot of great stuff here. At one point, like he takes in all kinds of animals. He takes in these snakes. 
and he's got to put these snakes somewhere, and Vern's taking a bath, and he puts them in the bath with her, <laughs> uh, which is a great a great point. Another favorite part was he goes to one of his friends as a barber who cuts hair, and he gets a haircut, and I kept thinking, you're trying to earn 100 bucks, aren't you paying for this haircut? <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to be a wants to look like a Broadway tycoon or Wall Street tycoon. Yeah, yeah. Because he's trying to he's trying to make money, man. He's trying to make that bread. Uh oh, it was a a, a, a raccoon. Uh because that was a joke, the running gag there. He would hear him wrong and he would yeah. turn him into something slightly off from what he said. It was a raccoon, it was like a raccoon head with the yeah, with the so raccoon cool. tail. And I love the fact that one of my favorite parts was after he was Told him that Ernest ended up not being upset, and uh, he was like, "How do you want to wear your tail?" <laughs> Got a laugh out of me. Uh, I I love everything I like about this one. I liked it when they yeah. did the sound effects. I love the fact that we get to see uh, Bobby and um, the other guy a lot. That makes me happy. Uh, man, I this is so much. I had so much that I love about this. This is literally my version of Pee Wee's Playhouse for you. That's what I was thinking when it when yeah I was watching this because. Uh, for me, I said overall it's typical earnest, and I gave it a B. So I'm pretty. It's, sure. You already know what my grade's going to be. It's a it's an A plus for me. <laughs> you knew that was coming. Yeah, this is Muppet Babies level for me personally. I uh, this is why CBS this lineup is very strong. It, it's it's got Muppet Babies and Ernest, and I would even throw in Pee Wee as being very good and and creative in Garfield. It has some shows that really take some chances. This is. Ernest, uh, hey Vernon's Ernest was also the only time Jim Varney won an won an award for something he did. This show actually won an Emmy, I think it did. I'm thinking, if I'm thinking correctly. Uh, so, and it only lasted one or two seasons. It didn't last very yeah, long either. One season. How long did Pee Wee last? I know it was more than one. I know. I feel like he got two or three seasons, didn't he? He got like four. I think he got like four or five. I knew it was more than. Let me see. I know it was more he, than one for sure. He had a Christmas special too. Oh yeah, well, Pee was hurt. very huge. I mean, we need to do an episode just on Pee Wee Herman at some point. Uh, uh, give me an excuse to go back and watch those movies. So amazing! Uh, All right, he ran from eighty six to ninety, so about four seasons. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's a good run, man. That's or they consider or five seasons. They got yeah. five seasons on here until they went to a theater by himself, and then all things changed. Come on, Come on. <laughs> hey, I mean, who has right, it? Now. You know. That was one of my hardest moments as a child. So my uncle. Yes, <laughs> too. Yep. Well, my uncle got me uh, a Pee Wee Herman autograph picture. Oh, that's cool. And in first grade, we I was student of the month. And one of the things you do is you bring in stuff that says something about you. So, of course, yeah. I bring in my autograph Pee Wee picture. And someone stole it. Oh, man. Never. Since 1990, I have not seen my autographed Pee Wee picture. I would be irate. <laughs> I was not happy. Oh man, they shook down the 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 classroom and everything else. I still. And they didn't find out who took it. No. Oh I man, that me, I think they bought me ice cream, which in my mind back then I was like in first. That's nowhere near. I mean, I love ice cream, but that's nowhere near. <laughs> I I think it was like a little bit of an easier trade off. Like they gave me a dollar, so ice cream I think was like thirty five cents. So I actually got a couple. Things yeah, but still. Yeah. Uh, oh man. All right. What's next? Uh, a little show. Oh my called, god. I didn't remember the show at all. I don't remember this debut once again. Eleven thirty. Just called Flip, and basically it's like a kids magazine 
but as a show is what it is. Uh, I think the show tried. Yes, I really think it tried. It really tried to. It was obvious the audience they wanted. They were going for. They would talk to celebrities that would that kids that age would be like, "Oh man, I can't wait to check this out. I want to hear about this." Uh, that type of deal, and they would have different segments yeah. that would appeal for kids. Like there was, there's a lot of skateboarding. I feel like was here, uh, stuff like that. Stuff that seemed quote unquote cool. There's been a lot of shows like this that really tried during the Saturday mornings. There's a couple another other ones that I remember in a similar vein of this show. I so I don't even think this has, like- but these don't age well. I don't feel because they're very much uh of their time. For sure. But when I was, by the time I was in the age for this kind of stuff, I was way more into like NBA inside stuff or something like that. That was more for me. Or, or into, say, like the, but I believe NBC had more of an, uh, like a preteen lineup with like Hang Time and. Oh, I loved Hang Time. Yeah. California Dreams. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is kind of like that. It's basically, it really reminded me. Uh, I used to get the Nickelodeon magazine as a kid and I loved it. But this was like if you aged that up slightly and made it a TV show was what this was. Yeah, I just pretty much had down um, something more for preteens and teens. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. And that's pretty much what it is. I gave it a I gave it a C. And also when we get through, we're almost done with this lineup. But like, I don't understand the placement of this one. Like, why is this one placed here? This should have been like the last show they played. It, it should have been. Because yeah. I remember NBA Inside Stuff was like one of the last ones. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was like a 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock show for sure. So I don't know why this one like came before the next show. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but I gave Flip a D. Like, I just feel like this is just not anything that would really appeal to me. I gave it a C because it seems like they were trying. They were trying, yeah. But it just it just, it just doesn't work for me. I wanted to go D also, but I didn't think it was as... I I would probably watch more Flip. Then I would the Adventures of Raggedy <laughs> Andy. That's the only reason why I went with that route. I think just this is just the artist in me is that at least that one was animated, so that just yeah. stands out more for me personally. But I get it, and I can't argue against it at all. They did a lot uh, of at this point, like like you were saying, a lot of like non-animated things. Yeah, I mean they're just cheaper to make. On top of that, so I get it. Uh, but the next one is another animated show, and I would dare say aimed at kids so that's why it's weird that it was flip was between this and Ernest, and that's the new adventures i get another adventure show now always with the adventures of mighty mouse okay now where did you where do you stand on mighty mouse as a character because i think especially I, today nobody knows who he is yeah that's what i was about to say but he's basically superman as a mouse yeah uh when i used to do the other show with like jack and marley we got into a mighty mouse discussion like i brought it up and they had no idea who it was, and I even did the "Here I come to save the day." Save the day, yeah. Mighty see, Mouse on the way, and nobody knows who Mighty Mouse is. See, I I have very distinct memories of my grandma who would get these uh, VCR cassette tapes of old cartoons. You know, they do all those like uh, had many different episodes of different cartoons on a, and he would be on those from time to time, and that's how I definitely remember him. It would be like Woody Woodpecker and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. said Woody Woodpecker, Popeye. Yeah. Uh, the, the the old Supermans would be on there. You know, throw in Bugs Bunny every once in a while, that type of thing. Uh, but yeah, this but this is a new adventure of, <laughs> of I, Mighty Mouse. Uh, what did you think? Oh, my goodness. Uh, it reminds me too much of Teen Titans Go. 
I was pretty excited because I was going to watch Mighty Mouse and Mighty Mouse, yeah. we said, is like Superman. And no, it the whole episode was he needs to marry this girl because they're always together and they fight all the time. Yeah, they're they have mutual friends who feel like since they fight so much, that means they're deeply they're deeply in love and they need to get I, married. That'd be great. And that's why it reminded me of like Teen Titans Go. Like there was a little bit of them saving somebody, but it wasn't like yeah. And that's at the very beginning. What I really. wanted. It, yeah. It's not what I wanted. All the Mighty Mouse stuff happens at the beginning of it, really. Yeah, and then after he saves he saves it for he saves the town from uh, a giant creature, a giant uh, praying mantis that for some reason like shrinks your clothes. I think was kind of the gist of it. Yeah, it's just it was weird. Uh, it but it's so terrible. It's it was a little. It was a little. I don't know if they could do that and make some of these jokes today because they he sends the creature back. He says he's gonna send you to Japan. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think that's where he said somewhere like you know where Godzilla usually is that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah. animation style. This was also the beginning of that type of animation style. I feel which kind of later went on into it's sort of the for me a prelude into just the style, not the show. The yeah. animation, the actual style of. Shows like uh, Nickelodeon, Nicktoons, like uh, Ren and Stimpy, that type of thing. It's kind of going that direction. Yeah, and I just don't think you could do it with Mighty Mouse. Like you're thinking, yeah, save the world type stuff. And yeah, I yeah, I'm with you. This show didn't do anything for me. It was actually more of a disappointment than anything. Yeah, I gave it. I like the I like the animation style. I didn't mind that so much. No. The the overall show, I'd put it had its moments. Reminded me of Teen Titans Go. but it, it it's a D. It's up there with Raggedy Ann and Andy. It I could have probably went a little bit higher. I wanted to go like C minus or something like that. But it it's really not something I'll go back to. Like the other one, yeah. gave scores to like Flip. I might want to like check that out again. Yeah. Now I will say like if Flip had a celebrity on it, I'm like that I liked. Like if they had <laughs> Ernest P. World, I would check it out. But so they did uh, when I when I looked at like a revised lineup, because the one that we originally had was wrong. But when I looked at a revised lineup of this, there is a clip of like weird Al being on there. Oh, so that's cool. Oh, so yeah, oh, I, okay. check that I out, should have, yeah. I should have mentioned that to you. <laughs> yeah. That would have, that honestly would have bumped that grade up for me. Just yeah, saying weird. So that's, that's why I did that. So it's more, we're not getting like the super celebrities. I mean, uh, they mentioned like, will Wheaton. So that is somebody. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. That is somebody I know from Next Generation Star Trek. Yeah. Weird. Uh, we're pretty much hit all of our things right now. It's weird. Al. I I am going to give this uh, a C minus. It was a C minus for me, and I think it was mainly because I did think the animation style was pretty cool. I'm just gonna go C. Like yeah. it. It has some really good stuff, but you're not keeping me. Yeah. And the and the next show after this was I don't know why this whole uh thing why they didn't start this whole like this should have been the first show played this morning <laughs> this oh, next one storybook one yeah it's called story break and it's literally just think like a reading Rambo type show in a way but it's all animated and they're just telling they're taking a book and they're animating it and this is Velveteen Rabbit's the one I saw yeah I think at this point like I was thinking about we should have put that one in there but then I was starting to think it's not like in the lineup. And I, my mom probably kicked me out of the house at about twelve thirty because I've already had breakfast. Yeah, had lunch to probably during Mighty Mouse. And yeah, I'm only mentioning it because it was in the yeah in the video we saw on YouTube. Uh, I think I would have liked this as a really young kid. I mean, I was a giant reading Rainbow uh, kid for sure, and this is that same. And I love books 
as a kid too. So this would have appealed to me, but I don't understand its placement here. Like why was it? This should have been before Raggedy Ann and Andy. That's how they should have just for me. I just made more sense. Uh, but so that's were- kind of hard to grade because it just depends on the story here. Yeah. Like so- Velveteen Rabbit's a very classic story. So I gave this one a B plus, but you know, the next time it could have been a story I didn't care for. No, less a much lower grade. Yeah. I, it start. It started out bad. Got pretty good with Superman, Muppet Babies. You're like, okay, you got my attention. Uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse here and it's Flip. It, kinda, it started to falter once Flip happened. And yeah. There's a new adventure with Mighty Mouse, and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, this one definitely in the middle of it really stands out. Yeah. Like you get, I mean, Superman, Muppet Babies, Pee Wee, Garfield, and Ernest to me, that's hitting it out of the park that's right there. A solid lineup right there. Yeah. That's very, very solid. And I feel we're very lucky that this is the first one that we get to do. Because I I do know there's going to be times where there's going to be some shows that don't appeal to me at all when it comes to Saturday morning cartoons. Because I was a, a channel flipper. Yeah. But for CBS, Saturday morning, 1988, Andrew, what is your final grade for their lineup? Uh, oh, for their final lineup? I give it a C. Because it's, it's I feel like it's averaged at, at best because you go through the spurt and then it just falls off completely. I think the highs of this are way higher than the lows, though. So, like, the Ernest, Pee Wee, Muppet Babies especially, being yeah. a super standout, uh, Garfield, and that Superman show that I wish I'd known about. I think this is a... I think those shows alone are so good that they overcome the lows that I brought this up to a, a B because of that. Yeah, I I can't get over the new adventures of Mighty Mouse. and It's a major letdown. Uh, it, you know, it's adventures of it, Raggedy and Andy. Yeah, they're yeah, but I just think that I mean, any I mean, having Muppet Babies in the first place is going to bump you up for me. And the but, other thing is, is you might hate me for this, but if you have Pee Wee's Playhouse, if I was Jim Varney, I would have went to another network if I could have. Yeah, I don't but know you're, why you're he, running pretty much two of the same shows. Yeah, they're very similar. Yeah. They really should have been in competition of each other because they're kind of in the same vein there. A burn. They're kind of the same burn there. Uh, I, yeah, I get what you're saying, but the fact is, I wouldn't have to change the channel from watching both of those, and that's always a plus. There you go. But we, yeah. But if I gotta stay on it, I, it's only a C. It's. I'm, I just think that I just think the sh- the shows I like are so strong that they knock this up to a B because I just liked them so much. There's a lot of uh, childhood favorites here: Muppet Babies, Garfield, Ernest. I'd even throw in Pee Wee because I did watch a lot of Pee Wee. So, uh, and I wish I'd known about Superman. So. I wish I would have too. That I think that's the hidden gem in all this. And I, I think so I did, too. After yes. seeing that, I cannot wait to do more of these just to find more hidden gems. Hidden gems. Yeah, yes. I think let's start doing that too. Let's pick out a hidden gem. Okay. Uh, a personal hidden gem. And that one, I think we're going to agree that that's, that's it for this Superman. one. It's, yeah. It's Superman for sure. It's all the way. Yeah. But I, that's that's it for our very first saturday morning rewind that's right yeah we did it we did it uh please go check out our patreon uh we do a lot of little fun stuff there Uh, help us afford the ghost of mr chicken we'd appreciate a great deal yes uh we uh we're doing a lot of fun stuff there Uh, also uh check out our social medias andrew uh andrew does a great job of running those for us we have a facebook page nostalgia funhouse on Facebook and on Instagram, please go check those out. Uh, also, also check out oh yeah YouTube channel as well. Uh, check those out. We appreciate all you who listen. 
But Andrew, we're starting something really fun here uh, yeah. for the Nostalgia Funhouse. What are we doing? Uh, we are doing merch. We are selling. There are some T-shirts out there. There's just a straight Nostalgia Funhouse uh, T-shirt. There's also uh, the History with Harry Peebles T-shirt. Oh, that's a great. Uh, also a great yeah. Instagram. Go check out the history. The Amazing History with Harold Peebles. Harold Peebles. Go check. There's one of those T-shirts. There's a great uh, old school T-shirt with a rotary telephone on it. And a Space Invaders t-shirt on there, starting to see what else I can do or anything like that. It says, this yeah. doesn't pop. The weather hasn't been, a, there's going to be a shell. Yeah, one, I'm sure. <laughs> you got to do a shell. Yeah, one. <laughs> but I am slowly but surely trying to work on it. It is an Etsy store. And I will put it, put the link in the descriptions from now on and also go check out the Facebook page. I'm going to pin it at the top there as well. Yeah. So check those out. That's another great way. If you like this show to support us, another way would be to review us on wherever you're listening to this. It helps to show out a great deal. Uh, we would appreciate that as well. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, I feel very fortunate that this, that people seem to like this show. We're very grateful for it. Uh, so thank you all you out there. Uh, for just listening. I mean, that also obviously is a great way to help. It's just you listening and downloading. It helps us out a bunch. And I guess that's it. So good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And Muppet Babies, they do indeed make your dreams come true. Andrew, I you told me that you were just, just scrolling through Instagram and you were just getting really bored. I, You know what I was? It's just that simple scrolling. Didn't really have anything to do, so... Just scroll, 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 scroll all the way through. And then, I don't know, something just hit me that I just want to know more interesting facts about history in world history and history in America. But I just don't know where to find fun, interesting facts about it. Andrew, you are in such luck because I just discovered this new Instagram page and it is called The Amazing History with Harold. So make sure you go check that out on Instagram. uh, This guy, Harold Peebles, is like a historian, apparently, and he will post uh, just these great he'll take one thing like the first one that he did was about george washington and he'll just tell you all these amazing obviously completely true not made up whatsoever for comedic purposes facts about these different things in history uh american history or just a, hist- a world history pop culture history oh, man it's a fun follow andrew so i encourage you to go to the amazing history with harold check it out wherever you get your instagrams <laughs> That is so awesome. Now I can learn fun, interesting facts while scrolling through Instagram. I can't thank you enough, Johnny. You're welcome. And make sure what you tell your friends about this, and you'll be the smartest kid at the ball when you bring up these amazing facts about our history.